Welcome to the final episode of Siempre Positivo of the 2022-23 season, our third as a podcast. Me, Rick and Tony want to say thank you to everyone that listens every week. It really is appreciated. And if you want to stick with us throughout the summer, you can join us on Patreon. Coming up this week, tomorrow, we will have a Women's Champions League final review after Barca won their second European trophy this past weekend, remarkably. Coming back to beat Wolfsburg from 2-0 down to win 3-2. And a 2022-23 season review as Javi led Barca to a first league title since 2019 in his first full season in charge. Even if the season has ended a little bit drably, especially with Sunday's defeat at Celta Vigo. So thanks from me, Rick and Tony. Although there is no Rick to thank you in person today because it's his birthday and he is not available to record the podcast. I don't know if that is a valid or excuse or not. Tony, what do you think? Good morning. Um, well, it's not valid uh, excuse, but um, we will accept it. It's been a tough season for Rick, for his ratings. So yes, just let him drink and eat the whole day today is not uh, work. How do you say? Uh, no, no es día laborable. Like it's holiday today. Yeah, yeah. It's a hol- it's a bank it's a bank holiday in Spain. Well, today, not not in day, Spain. Yeah. Eh? I think only in Barcelona. Eh? Ah, is it just the Barcelona one? I lose I track. Think, yes. So yes, uh, let's be you and me without uh, without Rick. Uh, we we won't have ratings, but I think that for what we saw. Against Celta, that game doesn't deserve any any kind of ratings. Eh? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, Rick's ratings feel like they've lost all their sort of effort since the since the league title was wrapped up. He's hardly been he's hardly been trying, so I don't think we're missing out on too much. Although it is a shame that he won't complete the season with thirty eight out of thirty eight. Maybe in the in the bonus podcast on Patreon later this week when we do our season review and hand out our season re- rewards, I guess maybe we can get him to do an overall season Rick ratings. I'm sure that will generate some. Some debate, especially between you and him. But it's been a busy weekend in in Barca terms. Not so much for the first team, who played away at Celta Vigo, losing 2-1. Two goals from the highly rated midfielder, teenage midfielder, Gabri Vega, who scored 11 goals this season now for Celta Vigo and will probably leave the club. We'll talk about him in a little bit. And a late reply for Barcelona from Ansu Fati off the bench. Ansu ending the season with three goals in two games to become Barca's Second top scorer, Tony. Yes, he he was uh, nine. He had nine goals before the game yesterday, and finally uh, he reaches ten goals, the same number of uh, Rafinha. It's true that uh, big part of the goals of Rafinha were important. One nil, one nil, nil one. So goals with points. It's not the same case with Anso. We have to be clear with this. But yes, for those who, who, who only like to check the, the final stats, this is what it is. Ansu played less than Dembele and Rafinha. Well, I don't know if finally played much more, much less than Dembele because he has been injured uh, three months in this uh, second half of the season. But he has not been starter at all. And, and, and he got uh, the same goals than Rafinha and two more goals than uh, Usman uh, Dembele between Rafinha, Dembele, Ansu and Ferran, 35 goals. Lewandowski, 33. So even if we can say that he has not been that brilliant on this second part of the season, 
Lewandowski has scored this, more or less uh, the same goals than all the other strikers together. Well, we should add also Memphis goals. I think it, it, they were four or five. So, but well, yes, at the end uh, also we have to give to give a bit more credit of uh, to Robert Lewandowski. Yesterday when I checked the numbers, I felt that maybe we have underrated him a bit uh, last months. Is that true? I don't think Memphis scored four or five. Did he didn't play that many games? No, he didn't. One goal. What? One goal. Memphis. One goal. Then. One goal. Okay. Then thirty-six. All the strikers except Lewandowski. Thirty-three. Lewandowski. Yeah. So just to touch on because obviously I said in the intro there that it's been a busy week for Barca. We've already touched on the women's team coming back from behind to win their their second Champions League, sparking some some nice celebrations in Eindhoven and in Barcelona. Then on on Sunday and Barca B were also in action. Tony was there. On, on Sunday night as they beat Real Madrid, Castilla, 4-2 to move sort of, a, give themselves a massive advantage in that playoff tie to be promoted to the to the second division, the second leg in Madrid next weekend. We'll talk to Tony about that game later, but we'll just stick with this this Celta Vigo game for now, for what it's worth. Barca made a lot of changes. They were without Busquets and Alba who have already... They've left the club now. They did their final training session on Saturday, I believe. They were without Araujo, Pedri... Alejandro Balde, all three of those injured. So they picked, I mean, they picked, it wasn't an exciting team, but it was the team you probably expected them to pick. They still played all the other players. De Jong, Kessie came in. Eric Garcia played as a pivot. Sergio Roberto at right back. Ansu Fati didn't start. He came off the bench to get his bench. Dembele, to get his goal, sorry, to get his bench. Dembele also came off the bench. There were starts for Ferran and Rafinha. Tony, I mean, people sometimes like to look for lessons or meanings or or talking points from these final games of the season. But, I mean, as we've touched on on previous podcasts, Barca have been on the beach, really. I guess the only talking point was, like you say, Lewandowski getting the Pichichi, which, I mean, he didn't really have to score his way to in the end because no one came close to catching him. He ended the season with 23. Karim Benzema, who announced on Sunday he's leaving Real Madrid, coming second with 19. He scored a penalty in the final game of the season. And Marc-Andre Testegen missing out on his clean sheet record. He... He levelled it with 26 clean sheets to the Liga record, but he was unable to to break it with that goal he conceded in the first half against Sato Vigo. He then came off after an hour once the record was gone. But I mean, beyond that, Tony, um, I would say it's time for Barca just to actually now be on the beach, but they've got to play in Japan in less than 24 hours. No, 24 hours, just over 24 hours now. Yes. Um, well, um, you mean that there is no time enough to, to have a rest? Well, no, that was that was by the by. But just in terms of their, their performance in Sato Vigo, there's... There's not really anything to read into it. Is the Javi's obviously said decisions were already made. We're not going to learn anything from how Frank Kessie plays in Vigo, how bad Marco Alonso plays in in Vigo, or anything like that. I guess the one thing you could maybe try and gauge is Eric Garcia at pivot again, but it doesn't look like a long term plan for me. No, it seems that you were reading, you were reading my. No, no, I just got. I just got scared because I see like I saw like one person in my house, but I'm alone. I got scared. I oh, no, no, it, it was a, a, a door which was opened by the wind. Oof! I got scared. I thought there was there was a ghost in my in my house. Okay, so do you know, do you know who it could have been? Julian Araujo. Maybe he's <laughs> he's everywhere. Eh? He's he's, uh, he's in, in in all the pictures. He's like. Uh, that famous guy who was in uh, Tour de France, always getting on on the on the on the right peak where where the race was on a K moment, he appeared in all the all the newspapers. Uh, he he was wearing like a daemon uh, disfraz. How do you say? Uh, yeah, disguise. 
Yeah, yeah, so it was the same guy, now, but uh, it seems that you are reading my mind, eh? because this is the only point I was going to tell you, Eric Garcia's situation, and I think even if Xavi said that uh, these last games haven't changed nothing, I think, yes, it have changed a bit. For me, it have changed that Sergi Roberto, for me, finally is going to be ruled out as a real option, so we'll be only back up. And I think it's going to be also ruled out Eric Garcia as a pivot. I know that in the club they appreciate his attitude and his salary is not big, but I wouldn't rule out that Eric can leave in case he wants to play. What I know is that he wants to stay. But I don't rule out that if any offer comes, that the club tells him, you know here you're not going to play, so we'll leave on you the decision on going or not. So the club is not going to push him to leave. The staff is not going to push him to leave. But, you know, this kind of like, hey, do what you want, uh, think what's better in you. Like, hey, if you leave, we will understand because we all see that you don't have the same level than than your your mates in, in defense. How much could you get for an Eric Garcia? Ah uh, well, uh, yeah, not not big amount. Uh, we can uh, maybe you could get uh, I don't know ten million euros. I guess it depends. I mean, you're not going to get much in the league. I don't know if any Premier League clubs. Would no, be. no, no. In, in La Liga, for sure not. No, <laughs> no, no, not in La Liga. In in England or in in France or in Italy. Yeah, yeah, like you say, not or in Holland or in Holland maybe. Yeah, those that is those are the sort of in terms of if we really want to look ahead, those are the. The interesting talking points, I guess. Just in terms of the Celta Vigo match winner, Tony, Gabri Vega, he's been linked with Barcelona. He's got a 40 million release clause. The Celta Vigo president, Moutinho, has sort of suggested that he will be sold in the summer. Barca, Real Madrid, Premier League clubs have been linked. Do you like him as a player? Would you like to see him as Barca? As a Barca midfielder, he's got 11 goals. The top scoring teenager. Is he the top scoring teenager in Europe's top five leagues or or joint top I can't remember now the stat I read I've got it written down and I've lost it but yeah your thoughts on Gabri Vega and whether you think Barca could be interested or given their priorities their financial situation um, that could be one they will miss out on well um, uh, speaking with people close to, to the player I think that Barcelona would be interested or appreciate the player but if we have to be realistic Sam I don't think there is a real chance for Barca to sign now Gabri Vega. I, I wouldn't fit this gossip because I don't think it's very realistic. My, my feeling now, eh? My feeling. Yeah. And he would obviously... I mean, as the sort of midfielder that he is, the goal-scoring midfielder, I guess, and he's not the one we spoke about in the tidbit, but he would be sort of the one, you know, the, the Gundogan sort of backup plan. As it looks, it looks at the moment, Gundogan, who's been absolutely banging them in for Manchester City in recent weeks, scored two goals for, for them in the FA Cup final win over Manchester United in the weekend. It looks at the moment from reliable reports in, in England that he's going to renew his contract with Manchester City. I guess nothing will be signed before the Champions League final. And I kind of feel like winning the Champions League may even push him away from Manchester City because he's won it all. But there's a big clamour at the moment. Pep Guardiola desperate to keep him. Um, and yeah, based on those reports in England, it looks like he will sign a new deal. Yes, uh, I have the same feeling. I think uh, uh, maybe I'm interpreting. Eh? I don't know. Is, is right uh, word interpreting? Uh, like I, I'm, 
I'm making carry on, and I'll tell you if it's the right word. Yeah, no, I want I want to say that it's it's what I think of what Guardiola said, the interpretation that I give to this yeah, word. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how you interpret what we said. Joe. Okay, Guardiola said that hopefully it can be solved. I I think more or less I know Guardiola. And if he was not optimistic, he would say, like, ask him or I don't care, or, you know, like a bit angry. And he said, hopefully it can be solved. For me, it's more, he knows that Ilka is going to stay. But until the player doesn't sign, he doesn't want to say, yes, he's going to stay. So for me, no doubt, uh, if you ask me my opinion after what I have seen, no doubt Ilkay Gundogan is going to stay. Opinion, eh? not information. If it was information, I would have, of course, uh, reported it or, or written about it. But my opinion is that Ilkay Gundogan is going to stay. Yes. Let's move on to what Javi said after the game, because it's kind of based on on those, you know, not that Vega and Gundogan are the most important things on Barca's list. Speaking before the game, Javi said his priorities are Lionel Messi and a defensive midfielder for replacement for Sergio Busquets, if you will. Um, I'm always a bit sceptical of saying a defensive midfielder, but it's difficult. Um, in sort of mainstream English in ESPN, we don't really use pivot, but... It is what it is. But yes, Tony, Javi says this week is going to be an important week, a decisive week in the in terms of Barca's summer summer business. Why? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm, no, because we were talking about Gundogan. And I say that his agent has said that uh, now to Fabrizio Romano that nothing has been agreed with City or any other club. The recent reports are not true. So it seems that this is still open, eh? Because if the, the agent denies this information, well, yeah, this is the, the, the last update, uh, about, uh, Ilke Gundogan. Yeah, you asked me about, uh, what, please? Can you read the question? Uh, about Javi saying that this is going to be an important week, a decisive week in the transfer market or in terms of Barca's summer. And yes, and the following, and the other, and the other. Um, yes, of course, we expect the the Messi's uh, case to be solved uh, this week. Barcelona's waiting for the the last word of La Liga, but uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, it's very dirty. All what's happening. Tebas saying that it depends on Barça. Uh, Barça saying it depends on La Liga whether they will be able to sign or not. Xavi says that we don't know, they don't know if they will be able to shine, but at the same time, he wants to push for Kimish. <laughs> so it's not very coherent, but well, um, let's see, let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But for me, one thing is clear, whatever La Liga says, if you don't make sales, you're not going to be able to do almost nothing. Yeah, just playing sort of um, devil's advocate here, but with the situation in the league we're in, and I know Tebas will say it's all by the rules and there's rules in place and it's simple, A, B and C need to happen for D and F to happen or whatever, but with Karim Benzema leaving Real Madrid, with, look, and I know some of these guys aren't big sort of marketing names, but Alba Busquets leaving Barcelona, with the whole situation around Vinicius... Could you make a case that La Liga need Lionel Messi back to to boost the brand? I mean, it's not been a great year for for the league, has it? I mean, people saying the quality's down. Now some of the stars are leaving. There's the whole racism through around Vinicius. Could you make a case that (laughs) Tebas needs Messi back to give the brand a boost? Of course, of course, of course, of course, Messi and Tebas needs Messi back. This is uh, 
totally true. Yeah, for sure it is true. Yes, exactly. And and this is the, the point that uh, some people in Barca consider scale to, re to receive like the help of Tebas to bring Messi back. So, yeah, 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 of course, this is a point. And even if he won't say it publicly, I'm sure and, and I know that Tebas is like trying to help Barca, but he, he will never admit it. Yeah, let's see. I didn't actually plan on speaking about Messi today because it's such a not fast moving situation, although it has moved sort of quite fast compared to other transfer stories when you think, you know, the whole PSG thing's now been done and it looks, it looks, maybe it won't move fast. It looks like we'll get a decision on that this, this week. So there could be call for some sort of bonus pod on Patreon if that's settled either way. Um, I think most people at the moment are betting on Messi moving to Saudi Arabia. The Barca offer is still on the table. Into Miami still lurking in the background. A couple of reports that some other clubs in Europe could also make a late offer. I guess we'd be looking at Premier League clubs in that regard. So we'll see if there's any final twists, what happens with Messi this week. We won't dwell on it too much because, like we say, by the time you listen, there could be a different angle on that. So, Tony, just to close on, on Barcelona season, it ends in Japan on Tuesday, funnily enough. Um, I didn't realise until, until yesterday. I knew they were obviously playing in Japan on the 6th. I hadn't connected the dots that their game in Tokyo was 37.5 hours after the full-time whistle in Vigo. So they finished in Vigo at 11. They got a plane from Santiago de Compostela to Tokyo. At, I don't even, will they have landed in Tokyo yet? They left at half one Spanish time. I think they're not. No, in. no, no. It's 15 hours. They will uh, land at four in the afternoon Spanish time. Now it's 11. So still f five more hours when, when this pot is, is released. Uh, probably depending on, on, on when our listeners listen it, they will already be on in Japan. But yes, only 30. No, only in fact, they arrive in, 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 uh, in Japan at one in the night. So officially they play the same day of they land in, in Japan. So uh, for those who likes, uh, who like betting, uh, go all in with Bissell Kobe. And I know that Barcelona is going there to take the money and bye-bye. So yeah, don't expect nothing uh, in, in this game. Don't expect absolutely nothing from Barca. Yeah, and the disappointing thing is, well, the disappointing thing from a Barca point of view is there's no chance for them to, I mean, these games sometimes, I mean, they're not great for, for young players, but it would be a chance to, you know, play a Lamine Yamal and Alex Garrido and Marc Casado and a Stanis Pedrola. But all these guys are obviously in the second team dynamic at the moment because they've got important playoffs. So the, the youngsters they're travelling are from sort of the second or third tier of youngsters coming through. Although a couple of interesting names in terms of the under-17 World Cup. I know we had a couple of questions about them on the, the Q&A last week, especially about Pal Prim, um, also the striker, Mark Jew. But about Pal Prim, Tony, we spoke about him. Rick spoke about him. I don't know if you got the question as well because obviously you went on the Q&A, but... We've spoken about him a couple of times on the podcast. We've been asked about him and we said we weren't sure how good he was or whether we would have the level for the first team. But we'll probably see him get some minutes in, in Tokyo, won't we? A pivot after his, his good World Cup with, uh, with Spain under 17. Euro, sorry, not the World Cup. I'm getting confused with the under 20 World Cup. If he's ready or he, if he, he, you mean that he can be a real option as a pivot? Well, I guess as we look, I didn't necessarily mean that, but I guess as we're looking at Busquets replacements now, I mean, he's only under 17 still, so he's a long way from the first team, but. The, the club made it clear. And also Mateo, yesterday said it, to find a pivot, we have to go to the market. Right now, in the short term, there is no one. And when I say short term, I'm not saying only one year. In one, two years, there's no one who can be good enough. So, no, no, yeah, they can be good players in the future, but uh, let's see, there are big hopes with Pau Prima. Of course, he needs at least uh, three more years. 
And well, we already spoke about him. So I guess the other interesting act of this interesting side of this Tokyo game against Andres Iniesta's Vissel, Vissel Kobe. Iniesta, will Iniesta, by the way, will Iniesta play a half for each team? Was that confirmed or not? No, no, no. Finally, not. He will only play. Uh, he will only play with uh, with Vissel Kobe. But also, will be a first Barcelona appearance for January or well, February signing. I guess in the end, Julian Araujo, who's become. As I said, a bit of a meme in, in recent weeks because of his presence at all the title celebrations, at the goodbyes to Busquets and Alba. I think it's because he's got that pink hair as well. He stands out so much. So you see him there. It's not like he doesn't just blend in. He's there with his pink hair. He was also watching the B team and the Barca social media team are even sort of joking about it now, posting photos about him and everyone's sort of replying with him at, you know, photos of like Pele winning the World Cup, the women winning the Champions League at the weekend. But we will get to see him play football finally on, on Tuesday, Tony. Yes, he will make his uh, debut. He's in the squad. It will be his first uh, minutes as a Barcelona player. I asked in the club and they are very happy, very happy with the way he has been adapted, with the players in the dressing room, with the intensity he's showing. And they have big hopes uh, with, with him. They will count on him for the precision. And yeah, it will be interesting to see to see how he develops and how he performs against uh, Bissell Kobe. Yeah, of course, they want to see him playing games and we are all very curious to see how can he perform, yes? Yeah, that's the, one of the interesting things. People interested in watching Barcelona Bissell Kobe, that's on Tuesday at 12.30 Central European time. I'm not sure what time that will kick off in your various time zones around the world. Some of you might be working, it might be a nice kickoff time for some of you. In if you're in Asia, and I guess it's not a good kickoff time in the in the United States. It's going to be very early in the morning. But yeah, Barca Vissel Kobe, the final game of the season before Barca's players can finally have a break. Tony, let's just finish then with Barca Athletic because they played their playoff game at the weekend. They're playing for a place in the second division. They beat Real Madrid 4-2 at the Johan Cruyff. They fell 1-0 behind to Raul Gonzalez's Castilla. Nico Paz with the goal. They came back to lead... 2-1, Chani Riyad, the centre-back with the equaliser, Roberto Fernandez, the striker, signed from Malaga, I think, in January, if not at the start of the season. He uh, gave Barca the lead just before our time. Madrid equalised from the penalty spot um, before a late brace from Luis Micruz, who's on loan from Sevilla. And Barca a 4-2 win and puts them in a promising position. Tony, what did you take from the match? Which players should we be excited by? And are Barca going to get promoted to the second division? Um, uh, well, uh, I don't know if they are going to be promoted. Don't forget that after this first double tie, you have another second uh, double tie. So it's not going to be easy. Um, two things I would like to say. That first thing, even if uh, Luis Micruz scored a top brace... And uh, now it seems that he's a key player and that we have to pay the three million that uh, he costs if you want to sign him on a permanent deal. He has quality, but his season has not been really, really good. So it's like, yes, key uh, brace, but uh, look, to, to analyze, you have to see the whole season. And, and he was not brilliant at all, but well, yes, on the right moment, he had an, a, a top appearance, a top performance. And then the second part that, that uh, I was watching the game with some mates and, and we all agree that Barca Bay is not really playing well and, and, and there are not players that you, you can feel that they are going to make the difference, even if Stanis Pedrola is the one who for me has had a best season. But it's like more or less the first team. It's, it's incredible how similar is the first team uh, with the second team because it's like there is no okay player. Every game is... 
someone different who's making the difference. And, and you have the feeling that they are not playing well, but they are competing very well. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite funny because they are not really playing well, but they manage to, to draw, to win, to draw, to, to suffer. So yeah, quite, 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 uh, quite uh, similar what, what they are doing. And, and, and for sure, uh, it was a surprise that 4-2. That so uh, maybe this team has not big quality, but yes, good character and good attitude, yes. Yeah, any players you would highlight? I mean, my, the, the ones that I would highlight to watch out are probably they're going to be more key players next year. You know, Alex Garrido came on, set up one of the goals. Laminia Mal didn't even come on, did he? Uh, no, because he, he was with Spain and he didn't play. But uh, yeah, Chadi Riad, a great player. Stanis Pedrola, who has proposals to go on loan. Uh, some proposals of first division also. So, yeah, these, these are the two that, for me, are more interesting right now. Yeah, and then I guess Mark Casado is someone who's been in and around the first team. Arno Tenas, Arno Tenas the goalkeeper, is, as well. Let's see how they get on in the return leg, the return leg in Madrid this weekend. I guess you can take nothing for granted. In, in the past, it felt like, you know, a two-goal lead in a two-legged tie was enough, but there have been so many comebacks in all sorts of competitions, whether it's the... League One playoffs in England or the Champions League that you can never take anything for granted. So if you're looking for a football fix this weekend, even though it's also the Champions League final, of course, you've got Barca B, Barca Athletic, as they're known now, travelling to, to Real Madrid Castilla for a place in the playoff final and promotion to the second division. That's all from me and Tony for today. That's all from me, Rick and Tony for this season on the Monday podcast, as I said at the start of the episode, you can join us on Patreon throughout the summer where we'll be talking transfers, strategies. Coming up this week, we've got the the review on the, the Women's Champions League final with, with Rick tomorrow. We'll be reflecting on Barca season, giving some more deeper analysis on, on what's going on later in the week. Next week, we'll have our Sporting Director episode. We've got a Q&A coming up. And this summer, we've also got a series looking back at historic seasons. So plenty coming up on Patreon over the summer as we say goodbye to the Monday pod until next season. Tony, any final messages? No, um, just uh, let's see how the summer develops. And um, no, that uh, happy that we, we keep going with uh, this podcast growing, uh, analyzing, uh, trying to, to see what we think, to, to say what we think and trying to, to, to answer the questions of our, our listeners and trying to, to, to discuss about this club that it's a, it's a circus. So to be honest, uh, I expect this club to keep being a, a circus. So let's go and uh, keep going. A circus, but also for the first time since 2019, the champions of Spain once again. So stay positive.